Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everyone. Welcome to episode 366 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. Uh, we got... Not a special, special episode, but a little bit of a different episode. I'm going to send you over to Jason Rugar to tell us all about it. Every episode has a special little magic when I'm yeah. talking about it with you here. Buddy. Exactly. We're talking about pilots again, and pilots for not necessarily failed television shows, but television shows inspired by films, Alien Nation and Tremors, two sci-fi shows, uh, both with vastly different tones. We'll be getting into that. But first, we're going to do a little trivia. We're bringing back the trivia, but in a new way. Trevor, what kind of contraption, yeah. what kind of electrical <laughs> trivia machine do you have? Over I got, there? I got this book called Obsessed with Hollywood. Picked it up at the thrift store. Uh, so you know, I braved COVID just, just for this. Um, but it, it's, it's a, a neat little device. I would tell, I would recommend this to anyone. We've had lots of fun. Me and my brother have been doing this from time. It sits out on the coffee table, and we do uh, some trivia here. It has twenty five hundred questions. Um, it goes through the icons, classic films, quotes and dialogue, the Academy Awards, the directors, name that film, the characters, guilty pleasures, contemporary films, and anything goes. So it has a, a bunch lot. of stuff. We don't know what the hell we could get. Um, and let me tell you, Oof. some of these are uh, super difficult. Like I do, I obviously don't know a lot about classic films. I tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, some, my, some my knowledge is ridiculous. You have such a great memory for movie recall and this and that. I go, yeah, it ranges from about 1972 to the present time, you know? And even the present time is a little iffy. Uh, I agree. Um, yeah, going through this, um, I'm, I'm about I'm about 50% on this if I play in the long run. I get about 50% right and 50% wrong, so... Um, well, off air, we tried one in full disclosure, and we both, we both guessed the same wrong, answer. We were both wrong, so we're going into this O for one, but technically we're O for O at this point. So right. let's see what the machine these kicks up throughout the the episode. We're gonna do one at the beginning. We're gonna yep. try one in the middle and one at the end, just to to kind of spread it out and uh, make it some fun here. So we'll hopefully we're three here. for three both by the end of this, and uh, we're not goose egg. So we'll see how this goes. Okay. Highly anticipating this. It could be anything. <laughs> right. So it's picking it's picking a question for us here. Five hundred and eleven. All right. Out of twenty five hundred possible Out of 2,500 possible questions. So we'll go here to five hundred and eleven. So this is gonna be first quarter. a hard one, I'll tell you that much. Mm. Uh in Charade, you remember that movie? Charade. Not the oh, yeah, not the Mark Wahlberg remake, but the original. <laughs> Nobody remembers uh, the Mark Wahlberg remake. <laughs> With Tandy Newton. You don't remember that one? Yeah, of course. The Truth uh, About Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what does Reggie Lampert say is like drinking coffee through a veil? <laughs> wow. Uh, a, smoking filtered cigarettes. Uh, well, I'm already going to guess that. Uh, B, the taste of beer. C, Drinking cheap wine or D, drinking coffee through a veil? Huh. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the smoking cigarettes I'm because gonna guess uh, smoke cigarettes, I purely a, a, ga- a guess. Uh, Cary Grant smoking cigarettes in that, right? Am I wrong? I don't remember charade for shit. I mean, I was never the biggest Hitchcock fan. I got to be honest. I know it's sacrilege well, to say, I don't, especially in film school. That's not a Hitchcock movie, right? Well, that's. I just wanted to bring up that point as well. Uh, I thought it was a Hitchcock movie, uh, no? I mean, no, but I like Charade. Um, it's I like definitely not a Mark Wahlberg and, uh, movie, I'll tell you that. Well, that's the remake. Yeah, and you I actually know, knew the title of that, which is surprising. I, I own the DVD, which is even more <laughs> so surprising. <do> I. <laughs> I, <laughs> we I, own the only the two copies in existence. No, we don't. I swear to God, people own that a lot of that movie a lot, man. Oh, that's scary. Wahlberg doesn't want to <laughs> think that. It makes him stay up at night. Oh, God. Anyone who thought to put him in a fucking beret... It was just like the worst move ever. I mean, that was just good luck selling that idea to studio heads nowadays. Hmm. I don't remember the truth about Charlie so much. I remember it being okay, just like just all right, if even that. Um, but I do. I like the original charade. You'll never see that movie anywhere. It's not on HBO, TBS, TNT, USA it's, Afternoons. It's worthless. It's, That's why it's gone. It's just hidden. Not charade. We're talking about the truth about Charlie. Right. Two thousand two right. remake. It's really. It had like Jonathan Demi behind it. It had like some real. Uh, mm-hmm. talent and push behind it and has now disappeared but what is the answer to this question okay, well, let's we get try right? the smoking question answer here yes we did 
We of course we got it right. Of course we got it right. In fact, no, I'm going to give all the credit to you. Yeah, I knew that we did that the whole time. We're just down. We're just we don't want to seem too smart, right? I didn't want to get too arrogant about it. Usually I'm the yeah, one yeah, asking yeah. you trivia questions. Now I'm a little on the back foot with you asking I, me tell trivia me about questions. It. I feel like because it, it could be anything. We don't know. So this I think this will be a lot funner. Uh, all right, we're one for I, one. I fully expect us to get a lot of these wrong. But yeah, we're, we're good so far. <laughs> so far, we're undefeated. We're like, uh, I'm considering us the Floyd Mayweather I'm telling uh, podcast. You, man, it's going to be, it's like a 50% thing, man. Because some of these questions are ridiculous. Like, you just don't. Um, I'm not a film historian, so there's no way I would know some of this stuff. And being, it's 2020, like, you'd have to be a film historian to be talking about shit from the 1940s and 50s, right? You just would have to be. Well, I think that, that you know, there's, there's certain periods where you could get away with knowing a lot about and then not knowing i mean the screwball comedies of the 20s but you might know you might know the, the, the basics the you know yeah you might know the basics so to speak but you're not going to know i mean some of these questions are pretty specific and about actors and who people are dating and it's weird stuff so i don't know oh right. yeah yeah i'm yeah. telling you so we'll see how good how obsessed with hollywood we really are but Oof. so far we're good yeah we're so, good. Far, so far we're good the test good. question let's, doesn't count let's talk about the shows on tonight's show we have two, Alien Nation and Tremors, and I want to talk about Alien Nation first because the movie that it was inspired by is the oldest. It actually came out October 7th, 1988, getting close to the date we're currently re- recording this at in 2020, and it was about 32 years old, and the show came out in 1989, a year later, and the show from what I... Before we did this episode, I didn't really remember the show. I remembered the movie. I saw the movie in a theater as a kid and really responded to it. Mm-hmm. I always kind of had a, an affection for alienation. It was like lethal weapon meets aliens. It was, it was a very strange so mishmash. Show, to be um, fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, or at know, least in, the episode in, we watched, but I'm sure the rest are. But it had some clever it. ideas in it, but what's interesting about the pilot is that the pilot is actually longer than the movie that inspired it. And in some ways better, is it? but the, but it can't be more than 10 minutes longer, right? Really? It's roughly the same length. But the the show, from what I remember now as I was researching it and telling people that I was watching it, is that it had this cult following. And then I started yes. recalling and that. There's a bunch of, but there's a bunch of TV movies even after this, after the show, right? Like that four or for five, years. like a handful of them that went on throughout the 90s. Yeah. This was one of the biggest hits in Fox's history, I want to say, up before X-Files in terms of cult fanaticism, convention so gatherings, keep this going? tapes being traded. It must have been an expensive show to shoot with prosthetics, makeup. Um, it's It doesn't look cheap, per se. they had Star Trek, you know. That is that is very true. Was Fox doing so that as well? it must not have been as... Uh, well, no, I mean, that's Paramount, you know, but... Yeah. Uh, or CBS, you know, but... Um, it couldn't have been any more expensive than that, right? But unless it just wasn't the same draw. Well, let me, let me back up here and say how I watched this. We have this available on our YouTube channel, the Movie Mavericks YouTube channel. Go there if you want to see what we're talking about or go to moviemavericks.com. Click on the link, uh, the podcast link, and on the bottom of the page, we'll have that, that episode posted so, 20, so you can watch along. Was this on Fox as well? This, this is production by 20th Century. Was this on? This Fox? was on channel, yeah, Fox on, okay. on for what was channel two in the Bay Area for us. I want to say that this was be on a Sunday night. Sometimes you know, if you're producing oh, f- and throwing the show on there, uh, yeah, that could be a money well, issue sometimes. We wa- so hold on. I watched this the other night, and my girlfriend watched it with me, and she really got into it even more than I did. I thought it was. I was pretty surprised good. to hear that. She was like, I would watch the rest of the series. Is there more? And I thought, well, yes, are you really is. that interested there, in this? She said, there's it's, two seasons, I think, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, and a bunch of, I mean, there's, there's the beautiful movies, sets. Of course, afterwards, you, you can certainly watch the movies. Mm-hmm. I was just impressed that she was so into it because she saw a lot of parallels to things going on today. And I thought, well, this is really right. a callback to the Jim Crow South and the 1950s and things like that and the 60s civil rights movements. Uh, put into like you know a, a more metaphorical tone with but i did think that this was fairly well done in its handling of the seriousness of some scenes without getting overly corny there is one scene where the main character the cop the human cop stands up for a little girl and it was a little too on the nose for me i, I really, really didn't that was care. the one that was but um and maybe because I, I watched the director's version of, of um, Lethal Weapon, but that was the moment when I thought that it was most like Lethal Weapon. That was his, his Riggs moment? Yeah. Well, because when, when he goes to the school, remember, in the, in the director's cut? 
yeah, when he does the when he walks up to the the guy the gunman, yeah, you're yeah, actually yeah, right. That, it's crazy. That just reminded scene. me so much of that, which is a trope of the '90s, late '80s, '90s uh, cop genre. Which is, I mean, Alienation is a ripoff of its of itself. You know, the the movie is very violent. It's overly yes. violent. Some would say it's extremely. Well, this harsh, is less, but this is still has that because it has that. This kind of has that. Um, I mean, you mentioned. Uh, 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 X Files before, and it kind of has that with the, with the um, the aliens and stuff here. It's not just a commentary on like social uh, aspects of the of, of the U.S. at the time. You know, it's because it has that weird uh, the alien creature, or whatever that that's also kind of stalking and 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 doing weird things. You know, yeah, it, there is an element of this that I find very intriguing. And I kept wondering, like I've wondered aloud on the Time Cop and some other things we've watched on here. Why this hasn't been repicked up? Why somebody hasn't repurposed this? There's so many like interesting Battlestar angles Galactica, here. You could probably do uh, right. uh, something you know, you like could, that with this. I agree. You could really ring this out for for the length of it, and especially with um, things going on now in society and how certain things can mirror that with this. And you get away with a lot of things by having it as a. When we've had District you know, Nine as well, thing. yeah, which is somewhat close to this in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. If you think about the what they're showing and what they're we're saying about being emotional towards things and. The prejudices we have. Yeah, but I do. I, I prefer this, or, or I prefer a Star Trek type view, and especially a presentation to something like District Nine, uh, especially in a TV format. Because I think you're going to go through some more interesting stories that way. Uh, but if you're going to make a movie, I would prefer the District Nine stuff, where it's a little slicker, a little, a little more tailored, and a little more action oriented. I thought that the guy who is playing, what's his name, uh, Graham, something here, the main character. Gary Graham, who is also in, do, do, do the same year, released Robot Jocks. Oh, which is underrated. Me, is is that a Full Moon like movie? Robot. Is that Charles Band and his boys? Dude, that is Stuart Gordon, uh, uh, Full Moon, but under Empire Pictures, so Paramount, uh, full on legit, uh, you know, Stuart Gordon, good shit. That is a good, good, uh, guilty pleasure of a movie. That was a, a staple that on videos. That movie was crazy to watch as a kid because they kill like the crowd and shit in that movie. It's fucking nuts. That movie's got balls. I'll say that. And, and Gary Graham is very good in this. And I actually prefer him to James Caan, who originated the role in the movie. The only, I, I would say the guy playing Sam Francisco, I mean, all the aliens have wordplay on, on cities, mm-hmm. which is very clever. Um, but the guy Eric Pierpoint is good in this. He's he's acceptable. Mm-hmm. But uh, is it Mandy Patinkin who originally played the role, yeah. I believe, in the movie? Right. And he is so fucking good well, dude, in the original. That's not fair because that's Mandy Patinkin, and he's always good. I know. Apparently, I mean, he's it's ridiculous. A prick, but God, he's good. Yeah. Well, when he's being a prick on TV, I love him. So what's the he, difference? Exactly. I'd probably love him if he was a prick to me in real life. I'd be like, oh, okay, but you're so good. <laughs> I'm speaking of pricks on TV and screens, I just want to know what a dinner would be like between Mandy Patinkin and Stanley Tucci. I think these two Holy assholes shit. would be fascinating to watch each other try to outdo each other at a cocktail party or something. I mean, talk just, about like John Malkovich, I would throw in there as well. There's a weird like, um, I don't know how else to explain this other than there's this weird like masculine femininity to some people that but you just don't want to fuck with them at the same time. Yeah. You know, I would say you all three of those I mean? like men have that. Soft, yeah. Like they can be soft-spoken and stuff, but they can do it in a way that will make you fearful for your life. Which is strange That's because insane. all three of those guys have played very, have played uh, homosexual characters, have played soft characters, and uh-huh. they've also played serial killers in in movies too. And yeah. gotten you know run the gauntlet. I mean, John but, Lithgow uh, would be another one as well, who who does yeah, who, who you yeah. wouldn't think would be scary, but I'm telling you, man, a raising the cane right is, lighting is and shit, good. yeah, yeah. But uh, so that's true. Manny Patinkin is is a hard act to follow. This guy is is good enough. Um, the I thought the weakest aspect of the alienation pilot was the son, the teenage son that the doesn't kids really want in general. I mean, I, I agree with you do. as well with the daughter part too. I didn't like the kids. I thought that was a little much. I did like the, the relationship gets, between. Is the one, but he kind of leads the into the the other alien thing, right? The um, the well, the kids are used as a plot device, right? That's the what kids I mean. are used but it's as, not what it as is. she's at school. It's her plot device, her plight, and then exactly. the kids, if he wants to take you know, be human or where he wants stuff. to be. And you can see there's mm-hmm. obvious overtones to white supremacist groups in the way that the alien roaming teenage group is dressed. Well, it's almost they almost too look like neo Nazis. Um, it's it's interesting though in some aspects. I really liked 
the way that Gary Graham's character had that weird flirtation with his neighbor and he was kind of a dick to her but like then he started like she kind of was winning him over and i thought that was going to go somewhere nice in the series would you watch any more episodes of this um i may i i might be interested in giving some more a shot but i don't i thought this was a bit boring to be honest with you i just Yeah. yeah and just not uh I don't know. It, it doesn't feel very focused at this point, but it is a pilot. But I didn't feel like it, like what it was doing. And it kind of, the way that the murder mystery stuff or the, the other alien, uh, I guess the, the, I don't know what it, what it is. What what would the other alien be? Well, like the, the master alien? I don't know what it was. Yeah, the counterpoint, the head alpha alien. Yeah, the thing that was in charge, because these aliens are all, they're a slave race, essentially, of aliens. And, and the other aliens, whoever they are, um, use these guys as slave labor, right? And so, some for some reason, there was one of them there, ish, kind of maybe. I don't. It, it has a weird ending to that that I didn't like. That I felt was what? not very definitive. Well, no, it, it led into. I think this was a backdoor pilot. I don't even think this was intended to be the first episode in the. This I think this was like TV movie setting up a series, you know, as opposed to Yeah, this to being is listed. A, a, uh, we talked a little earlier, but on air, I'll say this is listed as a TV movie uh, for the pilot as well as a TV series. So I don't know what implications that necessarily has. Well, the show didn't, does. This didn't feel like a standalone TV movie, though. It felt like to be continued, right? Yeah, it felt like this was leading exactly into another episode. So this might have been. Uh, you know, which couldn't have been because this would have been on like a two-hour block, and then maybe like the the series coming later. I think they did that with Baywatch. I think that was kind of a thing mm-hmm. to do in the late '80s, early '90s was have these two-hour TV interest. movies. Yeah, and if they did well in the Nielsen's, then you would you would have a you know coming this fall would be this series. And this the show tried to address some things that were in later episodes. Um, I mean, immigration obviously is a very big hot topic in this show. Uh, the newcomers as they are, I mean, the men become pregnant and they kind of, uh, they yeah. point out some of the odd things that we do, you know, in, in our society and mm-hmm. as, as, as humans so that it, it had some things on the brain. I just think it maybe was a little too soon. And TV Guide included this on their list really? of the 60 shows that were canceled too soon as of 2013. So they, this does have so some you think the, long-standing the, fans. The plot of this, that society wasn't ready for this. Yeah, I think that it was just well, too I'm telling, I don't know packed. that that's true, because I think in the late 80s, there were a buttload of stuff like this. Um, uh, I mean, surprisingly enough, um, I mean, by the late 80s, especially leading into the 90s, um, and whoa, by the late 90s, uh, I mean, people are woke nowadays, but that this that kind of stuff started, you know, a long time ago and crept into this. Well, even the sci-fi stuff. Um, I mean, Fox was running sci-fi stuff up in. I mean, the entire time it's been around, it's had some sort of. Of course, but I, I'm know, just saying. Many, I think that I mean, it was handled better back then. 100 percent think that's true, but um, but it existed back then for, and I think it really started in the 80s. You know, mid and by the late 80s, I think this stuff wasn't. Uh, full rise like people uh, this was not uncommon to see this kind of stuff so I'm surprised to say and this lasted two seasons didn't it when that says it ran for it one season se- no it only no it's yeah. only 22 20, episodes 21 so episodes it says ran oh, from 1989 to 1990 yeah. it was one, one of the few successes for Fox at the time season. yeah so it's uh, apparently there was some well, sort of right. Financial shortage that was caused by lower than expected advertising income. Yeah, bro. And, uh, I mean, Fox if executives you, if called the. If you are going to put money into making the show and also air the show, uh, I'm telling you right now that they have problems with doing that kind of stuff. Well, uh, a lot of the shows thing do. Is I that mean, most most shows that most stuff that plays on whatever it, whatever it's playing on is made by someone else. Yeah, you know, they're distributed. These things all get shopped around like that, and it's way better to do that because. Um, you know, pricing wise, you're, you're going to be able to lower prices and stuff on stuff on things, which you just wouldn't be able to do if you were paying for everything. Well, apparently there was a second season that was clearly in the works because the first season, dun dun dun, spoiler alert, well, how ends with a cliffhanger. How many TV so, shows were there? There were a lot. There was right. But hold, listen to this. There's a stro- there was such a strong fan base mm-hmm. that the episode Dark Horizon, that would have been the first episode of the second season was novelized and put into comic book form to appease the mm. fan. 
And four years later, a change of management at Fox, the story of Alienation continued with five television movies bringing back the original cast and picking up with the cliffhanger. I told you. So it took a whole management change. Yeah, you were right. Um, to, but those to really five movies span across off. the entire. I mean, the last one might have been '99 or something, right? I mean, the, it spans across the entire '90s. Yeah, those, I kept seeing um, and those. I remember on those. And those were special events, and we, I yeah. watched, we watched those. Yeah, I recall uh, those too. Out, I, mean, I re- literally remember those, and I always had an affinity, as far as this show goes, for the for the, the way the aliens looked. I don't know why. It's great. But I always no, thought I, the makeup it, effects were fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, they really are. They're tremendous. Uh, this was developed. This pilot was developed and directed by Kenneth Johnson, who was the man responsible for the pilot of V earlier in the 1980s, which Ooh. was a seminal series too. And it has a kind of a lot of similarities lot, to this. Did you see that uh, as, as well? As well as in production stuff, like as far as it um, starting and failing, starting and failing, starting and failing. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? <laughs> and coming back as something else. I mean, uh, and V came back for short-lived series, uh, but five, six years ago, maybe longer now. It did, and yes. And uh, it was, you know, the, but the original with Mark Singer uh, scared the shit out of me when I was a it's kid. Still and that good. Was a I really, love V. Yeah. I love the original V. In fact, I, I would say go back and watch V over Alienation, but I'm not mad that we watched this. And I will watch a couple a more episodes yeah. just to see what this has. This kind of reminded me, too, of Highlander, that 90s, 80s, 90s mm-hmm. television show, in that it's very maudlin and it's, it moves at a slow pace and. Things well, it's very seen, soap opera I'm interested, and do you remember at all? I don't remember the TV show, but do you remember how episodic these, these get? Like, do like is the next like are these going to be like the X Files, in which you have an overall arc, but you have these episodic, um, yeah, these freak of the week episodes, yeah, like things like what, like, what are they going to get into next? Because they kind of did that in this, um, and I didn't like the way they ended it, but they did do that essentially uh, in this first episode so i wonder what will subsequent episodes bring so i'm i'm, in, I'm intrigued i kind of want to watch more well all right well we're going to definitely have them available for you guys on the movie mavericks youtube channel and i think you should check it out and see if uh, you agree with us that we i said this sounds like we were both giving this kind of a, a passing rating here and saying that it's not a terrible waste of your time compared to like the we hated the police academy pilot we hated <laughs> The Bill and Ted's well, the pilot. Only thing that we like say about this is the Time it, Cop one. It is 1989. It's a product Expect of its that. time, you know. So, yeah. so bring your expectations into that, and it's TV. So bring your expectations to those levels, and uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. You know, I th- there's plenty of people out there that that um, enjoy Star Trek: Next Generation, and even new well. fans of that. And I think this will play uh, to that crowd pretty easily. This is a good show to put on when you're falling asleep at night. This is a perfect <laughs> lullaby. I don't know if that's I mean, a good. Thing. I, I, dude, I put on Star Trek: The Next Generation when I can't uh, sleep because oh, just the low, the background hum of that ship in the doors. I'm, oh, it's I soothing. love it. That is the most soothing thing. I'm, I'm going through deep. I'm almost done with Deep Space Nine at this point, but I watch that shit every <laughs> night when I get into bed. I just turn that shit on. It's like, oh yeah, oh Captain Cisco, <laughs> sing me to sleep. You know, this it's is a beautiful. Where I, but the, yeah, the fucking hum, just the zzz, yeah, you know, the noise. That, of of the elevators the and just the the ship moving, yeah. I would, um, you know, in the if I lived to the future, which I won't, but if I did, um, I would be on a starship, hundred percent. But I would, I would live get there. my That's best what I want. sleep on a starship. Uh, Everyone no else kidding. be doing shit, and then they get struck with oh the fucking God. phaser, and be like, hey. What are you waking me up for? Seriously, I want a white noise machine that is the Star Trek like white noise machine of, of whatever <laughs> I'm sure shit. I'm telling you. On YouTube, there's probably a 10-hour loop of somebody that did that, for sure. That's interesting. I wonder if there is. Let's uh, go to question number two of the night as we move on before our next episode, which will be uh, our next show, which is going to be Tremors, the television okay. show based on the movies. But I'm curious... What this? Uh... We have question eighteen thirty-five. Oh wow, we're going. Oh, we're going right, we're deep. Getting a little deeper. Are we out of we're the going. prehistoric we're era? We're not. Yeah, we're not bottoming we're out the, here, but we're going. We're deep. out of the talkies. We can, we can get in, right. like the common era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eighteen thirty-five. All right, here we go. I'm a little nervous. It, Our record's uh, in the line. Oh, this is a interesting question. In Don't the adventures so of, of Ford Fairline. Ooh. We learn that Ed O'Neill's Lieutenant Amos is a former disco musician. 
What is the name of his single? Mm. I know this one. I know do, it. Go uh, ahead. You? Okay. Give, me the, give me the rundowns. A, yeah. Jet Plane of Love. B, nope. Booty Time. That's it right there. C, Volcano of the Dance Floor. Or D, Touch Me in Bad Places. Yeah, booty I, know. Time. I know exactly booty when time. I read it. Yep. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Got it right. Booty time. So we Who are still at the cinematic masterpiece Tennessee that is Adventures Ford, Ford Fairlane. Fairlane. <laughs> and with Ed O'Neill going, booty time, booty time. My favorite yeah. line in that whole fucking movie is in that scene where Ed O'Neill's scratching his balls and Dice looks at him and says, you know, they sell ointment that kills whatever you got growing down there. <laughs> Yeah. Still a great fucking line. That's a classic uh, video store uh, rental right there for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, for anyone shit. that doesn't, that was... hasn't seen. What is it? A Cadillac? A, um, it's a Ford Fairlane. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, obviously. There you go. <laughs> the rock and roll detective. Um, um, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the, the VHS cover. Yeah. I mean, that literally says that. The, he's the rock and roll detective. <laughs> yes. It's and a the car. Movie. That's already I mean, Harlan The, the car on the, the, the thing. I don't know why I said Cadillac. It looked like a Cadillac to me. No, it's a Ford Fairlane. Yeah, obviously. But, you know, it's, it's a classy. It's a classic one there. I'm, I'm well aware of my gaff there. Thank hey, you. I'm just glad. <laughs> I'm just glad the trivia question wasn't what car does Ford Fairlane drive? Because I would have Cadillac. A fucking Cadillac. I'm sure of it. You didn't get his kicked right off the island. Uh, look, I've had a couple beers. All right, I'm sorry. It's it's fun. I've smoked a couple bowls. We're about even on this. <laughs> All right. Excuse All right. Me. We're two for two. I'm feeling good about that. That's We're like movie, uh, undefeated. I haven't thought about um, that movie in a while. I, I watched it not that Dice long Clay. ago. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think? I mean, I've seen Dice Clay not, a couple, six years ago, uh, live, in person. Not as funny as when I was twelve. Is that, of course. I, is that the only? Is it just me? Well, still you've funny matured, in person, but not it's as funny also, as when I was twelve. You're mature now. Oh, you're not 13. We're talking about seagulls you, shitting on people. Oh, hysterical when you're 12. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the nursery rhymes, all that kind of stuff. And to be fair, yes. his movies outside it. of Ford Fairline, he, he actually did a couple decent little well, he B has movies. an interesting persona. Yeah. He has a really did you ever see a Brain Smasher, a love story? Yes. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I did like that one. I also like No Contest. Which was uh, kind of the the Die Hard movie at a the, uh, um, fucking beauty contest mm-hmm. with Robert Davi. That one's good. And the Brain Smasher is right at Albert Payune. And then uh, whatever it takes with Don the Dragon Wilson. There's a couple funny ass lines in that movie. Uh-huh. And Fred Williams. That is a good one. What was uh, the one you said before that? I don't. Uh, Brain Smash and No Contest. No was Contest. Good with don't the know Shannon Tweed. Robert Davi, that's a PM Entertainment one. I, that's Robert what I'm trying Davi. right now. I texted you a while back Robert and said Davi put that on so your list. Good. Robert Davi, uh, if anyone is interested at all, look him up. If you like uh, um, any of the, the golden era, like lounge singing stuff, he's doing some new shit right now that's golden. He is actually really good. He does like a Frank a Sinatra. Yes. He's a crooner. He's got some new stuff out uh, right now. It's pretty good. You can see it catch on YouTube and stuff. You, yeah, I had no idea about this until a couple of years ago when Trevor and I got no into an altercation with him. I've no, and uh, I know he this wanted movie, to kick I've the shit out of both this. of us. Yeah. He's a funny guy. He's, he's a tough guy, to be honest with you. He's a tough guy. Um, and, uh, and you can tell that I when I guarantee he, you anything, we get together. He won't want to kick the shit out of you. Yeah, you get together and talk with him, um, you'll be fine. I follow him bro, on I'll Twitter. Be, I love the guy. I'll be fine anyways. The guy is fucking 70 years old, but I'm just saying. I need fucking, <laughs> That's not what I meant. I just meant you wouldn't have any problems, you know? No, I he's know. Not, I mean, I, he's, he's, not a, he's not a moron, he's a, you know? He's not like, oh, I'm a crazy guy. You know, exactly. he'd talk to the guy for two seconds and uh, he'd he's figure fucking, out. Um, he's a fucking Fratelli, you know what I mean? All due respect. He's a good guy, is what I'm saying. I, I like the yeah, guy. He, he, yeah, all, no, he honestly, all joking aside, we we made our differences up, and he was cool to us, and we were cool with him. And he's a good guy. He's got a beautiful voice. So if, you, if you're interested in that at all, um, yeah, uh, that was my long point it. of saying go, that shit all brought up the fact that I started referencing, researching the guy, and I was like, oh, he can sing his ass off. I had no idea. Yeah, I just saw him he's as, got you some know, new shit out right now too. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. That's our ringing endorsement for Robert <laughs> Dobby, if you didn't know. He paid us for that commercial, couldn't you tell? Christ sakes. All right, let's move it on and talk about Tremors. Tremors is a series that I have a strange relationship with in that I I saw the original when I was a kid, but I didn't fall in love with it like my friends did. I had friends that were quite obsessive How about this movie. How dare you? Yeah. I took it for what it was. I love and Tremors. 
I, I know. I it was a video store staple. I mean, I remember seeing it everywhere. My friends would have that was get together and watch it. Kevin Bacon was. Uh, I knew about him before that. Unfortunately, no, you but didn't. You didn't really know him <laughs> until you true. saw him. In <laughs> That's very true. I never got to know him until um, no, it wasn't until Hollow Man and Wild like, Things until I saw his pecker that I really got to know him. But um, honestly, but um, Fred but, Ward. I mean, eh. well, Remo fucking Williams is the shit. Dude, I mean, Fred, bro, Fred Ward, Ward is Ward always has not been in enough fucking movies. I'm telling you. He, I agree. Fred Ward I'm was serious. a Charles Bronson he's that never was. Good. Yes, I, I totally. He, he makes even when he's in the Naked Gun 33 and a half, and he's like joking around as the bad guy. I'm taking him serious. I'm like, don't fuck with that guy. <laughs> like, leave him alone. He, he's he a tough plays dude. It to the, I know. Yeah, talk about a tough I love guy. Fred Ward. I, I agree. I like Fred Ward too. But uh, I so I think that. The original one I, I enjoyed. I never saw the second mm-hmm. one. I've seen a couple. So I well, think you should six watch the now. second one. You should see all of them. I, yes, they're fantastic. I've seen films. a couple petered out. I don't know. I get real bored you know, of this I shit know real you, quick. Man. I know for you, they're good. A little bit of this goes a long way for me. And really, is this not the role that keeps on giving for Michael Winslow? Michael Gross. I mean. Michael Gross, thank you. Michael Winslow has another role that keeps on giving the fucking that's police academy movie. That's a different uh, issue yeah, altogether. But this guy's had a 30-year fucking mm. blank check to Bro, keep Bert cashing. Gummer, uh is fucking tremors at this point. Like, I don't even care anymore. Um, when did that become the thing? In the second one? I'm trying to... Because you have, you have knowledge of this franchise pretty deep. When did he become the star of it? He was kind of the, uh, the, the wild card, the supporting character mm-hmm. in the first one. And he's kind of the supporting character in this television pilot in a lot of ways. But when did he become the focus of the series? Was it part two? He's not a sub- I don't think he's a supporting character in this one. Do you? I felt that he was kind of there to throw some uh, ad libs out or, you know, some quips here and there. I thought that the focus was really, in this pilot at least, I thought that the focus was more on the young man and his relationship with either the huh. Hispanic girl or the Asian girl or I mean, however Bert that's going to work a itself character out. Who, I, I mean, I, I would disagree with that. I think that he's, I, um, I agree with you on the first one. He's kind of there just kind of to be there, but he's the glue that keeps trimmers together. You know, he's the guy, I mean, by the time you get into trimmers three, like that, he's the dude, like he's the fucking guy. He knows, he knows what's up. <laughs> I'm for real. He's like, the paranoid he's paramilitary pet. And in the TV yeah. show, I thought it was the same way. Like that, like, uh, What's his face? Who is um? Who is the guy in this? The main guy, Victor or is it Dean Norris? Brown? Is that who it is? This guy's name is. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know who the cast is on this thing. Victor Brown. I, I mean, yeah, Dean Norris is in this, but that's not who I'm talking Dean about. Norris I mean, is the, the, only the main guy, the guy that shows this. up, right? It must be this Victor oh, the, Brown guy. I've never seen him anything else. I don't know who this yeah, is. He looks like Paul Walker. Does I know, look like right? Paul he looks, Walker. Well, he, I'm, I'm guessing he's supposed to be like the Kevin Bacon type guy. That's yeah, exactly what and I he thought. Shows he up, shows up, but in, in anyhow, Burt Gummer fucking fills him in. Like Burt Gummer knows everything. First of all, this is such classic fucking trimmer shit. This TV show, these people live in this fucking valley, and these things are running around and shit, and they just live there. No it's one like, wants it's to cool. leave. It's good. Yeah, like we have some uh, some trimmers and shit here, some earthquakes and things. It's all good. It's like, bro, like these things. I can try to eat you and shit. Like, it's not all good. <laughs> well, but, this, uh, mo- this show premiered in March of 2003. So this mm-hmm. actually piggybacked up where Tremors 3, where you say that Gummer becomes the main focus, where that left off. So this kind well, of bridge I mean, part Tremors three two, and part he four. He does become, and I think he becomes the main focus. But it's at Tremors 3, really, that it's just, it's, it's no, there's no contest, right? This is Michael Gross is fucking franchise and especially look out you know six episodes six uh movies now of uh, a seven one coming up right this tv show um uh did the 2018 they, they did try to do a reboot of this in 2018 apparently he's not in this and that's probably why Kevin. it failed there yeah. you go you fucked up you didn't get michael gross uh oh. con- you know congratulations the dad from fucking family ties was not in your show don't you think though that this has gone as far as it I mean did you like this episode no. yes or no uh, oh yeah um, uh, I liked it I like Tremors a lot I like the last Tremors movies which when they were in ice or whatever I thought it was uh, it had some interesting things to do with it I'm 100% watching Tremors Shrieker Island the new one uh, that's coming out here at some point hopefully probably next year um, yeah I'm all in I like Michael Gross as in this character I'm sold He's a hoot in this character. I'll say that. I did like, I thought he was the strongest aspect of it. I didn't dislike this 
uh, tr- this pilot at all. I thought it was perfectly acceptable for what it was. It's low budget in a lot of ways, but they get away with that because they're they're being clever in certain ways, and you know the story and the kind of the setup. But I also got mm-hmm. a little bit. I got it all. I, there was for me. There's no need to go <laughs> any further. I, I saw everything they were they setting up. Down I, on the I, first episode is what you're saying. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't necessarily bottom out. It was perfectly acceptable. I just. I got it. You know. It's, I'd rather watch I, the yeah. films than watch well, a television show that's kind of spinning off and doing these things. I would rather watch because the, they're the same the thing over and over again. At least the movies are a little. Do they pick different locations? They kind of add different trimmers to it if they need to. If the location's boring. Um, if not, then they do pick different locations, and I agree the movies are better than I wouldn't. I couldn't imagine being five seasons deep into a trimmer show. I don't even know what that would be like. Well, this says it only had one season consisting of thirteen episodes, and the show, the series was originally aired on Sci-Fi. It was created by uh, S.S. Mm-hmm. Wilson, Brent Maddox. They were behind it, the guys who did the original movie, and the show, the series, for some reason, was shown out of order. With the pilot hmm. episode and episode six showing back to back on premiere night, and then the second episode was the final episode shown. So the out of or the out of order airing required the re-editing of episodes, apparently, including changes to the opening sequences of what? certain episodes. Yeah, it's all fucked up. If you if you look online, I've seen some Reddit what boards, and I was researching fuck? this. Um, yeah, so are there re-edited, at all original edited episodes available? I don't know. I just hear that there's a re-edited episode that explains someone's appearance in a flashback sequence that, <laughs> yeah, so it's this, this whole kind of clusterfuck. Oh, so boy. it sounded like this show was never really given a chance, even though they spent some money on the, you know, the the cast, the who, production uh, value here the on the show? special. I'm not sure Do who the showrunner was on this. Sci-fi was the... Was the original broadcast this TV? Yeah, uh, yes, it's Universal Pictures. It must have been Sci-Fi. Yeah, so that was oh, our output deal is, with uh, them. It does. I can't get a who's there. I can't get any information on who was the showrunner on this. Yeah, the showrunner. Um, let's see. Yeah, are you getting anything on this? Man, Apparently, it was it. available on iTunes for a brief pit in August two thousand seven. Before it uh, no, was on Hulu the... for. For a while. I'm on the movie here. Let me get to the second TV show. And then on March 9th, 2010, Universal Studios released the complete series on a three-disc set containing all so we had, the 13 yeah, episodes in their original and, and order. Roberts. I think you said that on uh, S.S. Wilson. Yep. yep These yeah, were they, the, they ran the, the showrunners. Oh, yeah, well, they yeah, just you said that. You did say that. But you can get the, the, the three-DVD set. That contains all episodes in their original uh, order. Uh, I was just going to say in their original order, so that must mean in their original it, edited state? It says also contains the re-edited version of the episode Project 412 Ooh. with the alternate beginning and ending scenes. It's probably much out of mm. uh, print by now. That's that's probably uh, going to be... But that would probably be... I'm, I would recommend... Um, watching it. I think obviously you would recommend that, yeah. Yeah. Even though I've never Apparently, seen that. Hmm. Brent Maddox and S.S. Wilson had thought up of a Tremors-based TV show as far back as around 1993, and the titles they threw out was Valen Earl, Monster Hunters, Tremors, The Lost Monsters, and The Adventures of Valen Earl. Uh, Many of the ideas from the failed television series were recycled into this series, such as The Giant Shrimp, A Flesh-Eating Insect, and Shriekers Attacking an Amusement Park. They said that they filmed this in the Baja Peninsula, on locations huh. in nearby Rosarito, Mexico. I remember the, uh, the pilot and music part part um, thing. Hmm. The pilot episode premiered March 28th, as I said, and it broke records at the time, becoming the highest rated pilot episode in terms of views and one of the most watched events in the history of the Sci-Fi Channel. Tremors. And yep, We're and while about? the show, hmm. con- yep, while the show continued to perform well, the amount of views per episode drastically declined, <laughs> probably because they showed these fucking out of order, and uh, it yeah. failed to hit farce. You remember Farscape? This was a fucking I show I totally Farscape. forgot about. Farscape. You didn't like Farscape? I never saw an episode. Oh, bro. I um, love Farscape. Yeah. It failed to hit Farscape's projected primetime demographic, and it was eventually deemed too expensive to, consi- to continue. It was canceled after one half of 13 episodes. Farscape and Lex. If anyone remembers that shit. That's crazy no, shit. Oh, Lex is nuts. Love Lex. I don't. Um,. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know if that's a surprise. I don't even know if you could play these in order. I haven't seen this. 
Um, I think this had ran for like 13 episodes, it says. It's like half I a season. Or maybe that's a full season on sci-fi even in 2003. I'm not sure. But, um, bro, like I'm just telling you, like five, can you imagine being five seasons in on Tremors, a TV show? What would that even be like? <laughs> I'm serious. Like I get it with the movies because they're, they switch it up quite a bit. So well, I can there understand was no that. potential for this to go but very far. How could no. you do that with a TV show? Like a whole season of this? I don't know. Well, in a lot of ways that this was setting up, I thought this was Jaws in a lot, you know, with the, the town mayor. Fair and enough, he's Jaws do this on the and, sand or Jaws in the desert. Yeah, I mean, yeah. which was the, the original inspiration back for the movies. But this, I thought, was really playing into that with the kind of evil politician and the guy who wants to right. uh, modernize and, and kind of develop the area. And then you got the locals it and does. you got the, the wacko. Do you remember... Uh, uh, I mean, to be weird, it's it reminds me of that Dallas remake. <laughs> Did you watch any of that? I didn't, but I know what you're talking Jesus. about. Yeah. Um, but it, of course, it had what's her name in it, the beautiful Jordana Brewster. Um, finding oh, well, then I would finding oil, watch much to the the, you know, the it just reminded me of that that whole dynamic, like just complete nonsense bullshit that's there just to be dramatic for no reason. Well, I thought it was interesting in this whole pilot the guy buys a fucking he buys a tourist shop let's see if there's what no his car yeah exactly. i'm so confused about that first of all this the beginning of this show is so confusing i watched this shit my brother was there watching with me and i was like i don't understand this the dude drives on the road and then like he pulls off i guess i don't know for like, no he eats reason his car and i'm like dude the car is not even by the side of the road it was on the road and then like it's not on the road and then he eats it and then he doesn't know where to go and then he's walking around trying to get away from it and he gets on the road i'm so confused by the beginning of this movie or show yeah the, so the opening confused. the opening little teaser is extremely confusing it's just there to set up that there is shit going on it's and to so get Michael weird. Gross on screen immediately. I don't understand that. How? Why do they eat the cars? They can't eat the cars. They don't eat the cars, right? It, well, it's that so weird. Was, that was a third of the budget of the whole episode right there. So they had yeah. to get their money. Or when, they, when, the, it, uh, when it causes the earthquake underneath the shop or whatever and they grab all the stuff. It's like, dude, like you know that shit's going to happen. You really put your shit out there like that? Like to just fall over and you have to grab it? You know that well, you know com- that that comedic that effect. I don't care. I mean, we, it's, unre- said with- it's so unrealistic. It's in another world. Like it's just like no, this is so stupid. Well, as we said with the alienation, that was way more seriously minded. This is clearly going for uh, humor. Yeah. This is damn near uh, uh, slapstick. By the time they're on the 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 tops of the buildings and shit, you're bored out of your mind, right? Yeah, it, well, I mean, that am I bored? Wrong? Did, I mean, it's directed by Bradford May, who did like some, some real things. It's written by S.S. William and Brett Maddox, so the showrunner. But so much time it has to eat up, is my, is yeah, my thing. Th- there's too much dead space in this to really be uh, a, an effective pilot. That's why I wouldn't watch any more of this, because, like I said, I got it here. I would watch the movies because of the exact thing you said was the that movies are there is different good. locations. And, and as you go yeah. along with them, they get they kind of get There's, better, you know, and they get they try they, to do different things. They actually try to go deeper. And like I said, the last one when they were on the ice and stuff was actually was surprisingly decent. I think I did a review of that on the podcast not too long ago. Yeah, I mean, you've it's always a, been hyped on these. Yeah, but they do something there. It's at least interesting, you know. There's nothing interesting in the TV show, but it is what it is. So I'm not gonna totally kill it, but they don't attempt for anything extra. At least in the Alienation when we watched, there was something extra, right? They were trying to do something and 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 setting a scene moving forward. This show sets a scene, but not really for moving forward, just for standing still. Well, it also reminded me a lot of the early Spike TV television show Blade. Do it remind you of Blade a little bit? Not really, because Blade's good. That show's no, good. I know Blade's very good. But I just thought in the fact that, like, oh, this was a, a burgeoning television station that really couldn't afford to be doing what it, they were trying to do. It's play at a level. sci-fi could. This was actually not made by sci-fi, right? This is made by Universal. I understand yeah, that sci-fi, sci-fi is owned by Universal and has that backing to it. So, um, so sci-fi gets away with a lot of shit. Uh, to be fair, um, that a lot of other places like um, like the like Blade couldn't, but Blade was so good, I was surprised that got canceled. 
I wasn't because I thought this is too good to be continuing on Spike TV, <laughs> which became something else. Is like now it's Paramount Network or something. It's been like five things. <laughs> is that what it uh, is? But now? that um, that was like their their flagship show. Yeah, uh, I mean they, they had uh, and, cops. I think they played reruns of cops, right? Eventually, yeah, that's what it turned into. Yeah, that was a yeah. That, Spike it was like TV, early MMA stuff. Well, I don't know what was Spike. T- was was that G Four TV before Spike TV? Is that the one that? Did they buy out? I think G4? G4 was a different network. Or was it different? I, mean, I think that was okay. something different. Spike I mean, TV all had like the, same uh, time, the Ultimate right. Fighting Championship. Yes, it did. It had UFC a, while. a that, lot of that. That's why I yeah. thought maybe it was that. There was um, oh, it wasn't GQ. What was uh, what did that shit turn into? Was uh, it G4 you're talking about? I know, but there was a magazine that bought that stuff, wasn't it? Maybe uh, GQ had a channel for a while. Was it GQ? You're right. Maybe there was they a bought GQ. G- they might have bought G4 then. Um, I, don't, I can't yeah. remember what it, what turned into what or Spike TV. Spike TV still around? No, no. That, that became like that became something else. Now it's like Paramount Network, and it's uh yeah, it's different because when it came out, it was huh. like advertises like the network for men and this, that, and the right, other. Right, exactly. That was Spike TV. It, um, yeah, that was that was like their G4. Big I mean, perhaps G4 is the one that got bought up, but there was there was like GQ. I don't. I'm not sure if it was GQ, but there was a men's magazine that bought it up and the hat and try to do bullet spike tv did right try to do that same kind of shit compete with that it was at the same around the same all same same time you know late 2000s whatever right early early 2010s something in there sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> when, did we to, right. when did i have a cable box last I'm trying to remember <laughs> right no i, I think spike, i know that i was watching spike tv's launch in about the summer of 2006 and weren't things so rosy back then when when tv for men was available <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. yeah the seriously things brand, were right? looking up you know yeah mm. i hear that well let's move on and talk about the last trivia question of oh, the day. All right. Let's see what she's got for us. 1,083. All right. Oh. Ooh. We're uh, not quite rough. as deep as before. Pulled out a little bit, but all right. Thousand... Don't mistime that last one. <laughs> right. 1,083. Okay. Which of these films was not directed by Brian Singer? Oh, this should be easy. X Men: The Last Stand. That's A. B is X Men. C is The Usual Suspects. Or D is Superman Returns. So we go A on that one, obviously. Let's we need we need one more. We're feeling spicy. Yeah, we we, three for three. We know we surprise. uh, We were right. Let's let's get one more I, that one before was we end the little, show tonight. That was a little. That was, I, that that was, was, I was that was unexpected. I've never seen one that easy before. It was unacceptable, is what it was. Uh, fifteen forty-six. All right, we're gonna get a fifteen forty-six here. All right, fifteen forty-six. In the general. Are you aware of this movie? This is the Charlie Chaplin one, or are we talking? to fifteen. No, this is um, uh, what the oh, the characters is what this is called. Okay, I don't know if this is Charlie Chaplin. In the general, we are told that Johnny had two loves: his engine and his girlfriend. What is the name of his girlfriend? <laughs> what? Oh, what? What's the general? Is this the John Travolta movie? (laughs) (laughs) Nick Nolte, John Travolta, Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) Who the fuck knows? (laughs) Fuck his girlfriend is engine. Is it A, Clara, B, Annabelle Lee, C, Estelle Marie, or D, LaRuvia? I mean, my my guess is Annabelle Lee. Oh, really? You're going to go Clara. I'm going to go Clara. I like that. I'm going to go Clara. I feel confident with Clara. Well, I'm going to stick with the... I'm going to go with Annabelle Lee, but we'll go Clara. Oh, you were wrong. It was, of it was B, Annabelle Lee. <laughs> I won. You've never beat me in movie trivia. How the <laughs> fuck did this happen? It just sounded right. I don't know. I don't but even what? know what the general is. What the hell? How okay, the we got to look it up. The general. What movie could this possibly be? It's got to be a cha- the Chaplin uh, It has movie. to be old, right? 
Yeah, it, it, this is from like the, the, the first thing 20s, that pops up man. is the general's daughter. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have told you who played who in that movie. The Buster Keaton movie called The General. That's what I'm talking about, not Charlie Chaplin. Is that what you think it is? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about for sure. It's a 1998 movie with uh, Brendan Gleeson. See, that's the movie I thought was Nick Nolte. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see if this has a... I'm still trying to figure out what the fucking John Travolta... Th- oh, you're talking about the general's daughter. Yeah, Annabelle Lee is go. in this, yep. It's the general no. from 1926. 1926? <laughs> the <laughs> fucking Buster movie. Keaton movie, right? Holy shit. I've the never seen this. The 94 years old, and you're talking about it and shit. Like, we're supposed to know this. <laughs> I, I, hey, you couldn't, I told, couldn't tell hey, you who the hey, president man. was 94 this years is, ago. This is called Obsessed with Hollywood, right? Are you obsessed or not? How obsessed are you? Because <laughs> your obsession I mean, only not, goes back 30, 40 years? No, that's not it. <laughs> that's not a fucking obsession. You need to obsess about the whole industry. Oh, that's hard. Wow. All right, well, All right, I well, mean, that, we tried. that's a real downturn that thing fucking took. I'll take that. Uh, well, I'm still on 100%. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, my, 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 we're going to keep it running total. In fact, I'm writing this down right now. You're, you're four for four. Well, three, for, three three. for four. We're going to keep a season of this going until uh, the We're end of the season. We're not going to count the, the fake we'll, one, right? On Super Bowl weekend, one, I'm three for we three will do two for three. a running total of what we're doing here and the season. I think it's only fair. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 366. We want to thank you all for joining us as we took a look back at two television pilots made from films. We'll be back with you next week with a regular episode on reviews for the latest films, including... What have you seen lately? Deep Blue Sea 3, Forces of Nature. I'm just going off uh, Vampires vs. Brooklyn. Happy <laughs> Halloween. We got a lot of shit to talk to you guys about. We so Join us next week. Check us out at moviemerics.com. Look at us for Apple, iTunes. Where are we at? Stitcher. We're on... Uh, we're, we're everywhere. Basically, if you got, we're on Spotify. If you got a fucking podcast, you, you, you know what you're doing. You can't miss us. You can't... You, I mean, as much as you want to, nobody misses I, I us. Try, Trust I us. try to lose us all the time, yeah. <laughs> I can't get away from myself. Thank you guys for joining us. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! Engage!